Welcome to the Bread and Circuses podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I'm Rooster, here with Crow. Hello. Uh, I gave you a hard time last time for not being pissed. I got enough anger today to make up for both of us. Uh, I think you're a lion dog face pony soldier, I think that's what you are. <laughs> oh my God. Where did, did anyone find out where that comes from? They, they were, the campaign, Joe Biden said that to a woman who was questioning him about his uh, viability as a, as a, uh, Candidate and, and he uh, called her a lying dog face yeah, pony because soldier. Because supposedly she said she'd been to a caucus, and then she asked that question, and then he, then afterwards he goes, "Have you been to caucus?" And she either shook her head no or said no or something. I just heard it; I didn't see it. And that's when he called her a lying dog face pony soldier or some shit like that. But what is that from? Um, and his campaign or somebody on you know trying to you know apologize for or try to make up for it said that it was like a quote from a John Wayne movie or something. I just I, one time I want to hear somebody go. On his campaign, just be like, Joe says weird shit. Well, yeah, I mean, he does. Yeah. But he, he, it's, he has no edit anymore. He's got, like, dementia, I'm pretty sure, some, some mild form of it. And he can't edit what he – it's like old people that just blurt out shit that's, like, cringy. Because, <laughs> Listen, fat. Yeah, that's another one of his quotes where he's like he, – he didn't catch himself in time when he – he wanted to call that guy a fatty – some guy that questioned him and he was pissed off. He's like, he wanted to go, listen here, fatty. And then he like caught himself, but too late. Yeah. He's like, listen here, fat. Oh, <laughs> I can do push ups. <laughs> Want to do some push ups? It's like the guy has no, his editing software is fucking bugged. Doesn't yeah. work anymore. You know, I thought it was funny when, even that, though that guy who was, uh, he was saying that too, not the dog face pony soldier thing, but the, I can do more push ups than you. I can do, I was just like, how about you just fight him? Because you ain't got no chance. That guy's yeah. way bigger than you. Yeah. So, all right. So here's what pissed me off about uh, the other day. It It's not for the reason you think, although we'll get to some of that, but the Oscars okay. pissed me off. And it wasn't all the speeches, although those, though those were pathetic. I was watching the uh, the red carpet show, mm-hmm. and they had that uh, Taryn, what's her name on there, who's – incredibly attractive so yeah i was watching it for part of that but uh taryn hill maybe she used to be on msnbc and they okay. fired her or whatever so uh they had this guy in there who i'd never heard of beforehand elvis mitchell uh and if you don't know who elvis mitchell is i don't blame you because i didn't know who elvis mitchell is he's probably in his 60s uh gray-haired black man with the you know the manicured dreads back behind him wearing a tuxedo um he's a PBS radio host and a Harvard educated film critic and all. So basically he's pretty useless, right? So he's at the Oscars and he makes a comment about how capitalism is ruining us all. (laughs) And I was so fucking pissed. First of all, I mean, you know me and like capitalism is pretty much my religion. Um, And it just, I think that was the closest I've ever been to offended in a long time. And I wasn't even offended. I was just mad. Here's a guy with basically, if you subtract capitalism, no marketable skills whatsoever. He's an overeducated, pretentious son of a bitch 
who's standing at a at an event that might as well be a shrine to capitalism about how they're making right. movies in Hollywood. There, yeah, there's no other way that that would be a thing without capitalism. And don't tell me it's art because, you know, you can make art with uh, a camcorder and $25,000. You don't need multi-million dollar budgets to make art. Um, so, he, and, and in the end, some of those things that they say are art that cost all that money suck too. They're terrible. Um, but he's on there saying capitalism is ruining us all. At this event, in a tuxedo with his $500 haircut and his $250,000 education when he works for fucking public radio, you know, on the government tit for this thing, uh, the show that he's got, he has no value whatsoever. And if you subtract capitalism, he absolutely has none. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing. Because, yeah, there'll still be public radio, but... It's not going to be anything dedicated to Hollywood. So I just – I get so tired of people who are this blind to what's going on. But I get just incensed by people who think capitalism is ruining anything. Tell me what capitalism is ruining. Give me one thing. Just one. Socialism. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck. I'm wrong. <laughs> capitalism is ruining socialism. There are more people who have been raised out of poverty by capitalism than anything else. You know, it's like these NFL players who want to call it a plantation mentality. There are more there are more multimillionaires because of the NFL black multimillionaires because of the NFL and the NBA, not the NHL. <laughs> there's a few of them there. NHL so racist. Yeah, but I mean, because of this stuff, look at what it does to people who um have no skill other than they can play a sport well. You know? I mean, uh, who's the who's the guy who did um, uh, Jordan Peele? Yep. What's Jordan Peele without Hollywood? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't – I'm not saying he's useless. I just don't know what his talents are outside of that. So because of capitalism, Jordan Peele gets to ply his trade and be rich and famous. And you could tell that story over and over and over. And look at the people that have been poor that are now middle class, or the middle class people who have been uh, elevated to a higher income level. And yes, that happens all the time in capitalism. And these people sit there and trash it. But to trash it at this event, you know, it's one thing for some Russian person living in a hut someplace to talk about how awful capitalism is. I get that. But for this guy... With his Harvard education and his useless fucking job <laughs> to stand yep. there in a goddamn monkey suit. And it's not because he's black. That's what they call tuxedos. So anyway, um, to stand there in front of uh, a, um, a huge replica of the Oscar statue, you know, and say, yeah, this is capitalism is ruining everything. It's the only reason you're here. It's the only reason anybody knows who you are. Well, wasn't that set and that Oscar statue created by volunteers that were doing it like out of the goodness of their heart for charity, basically, just so that people had, had fun with the Oscars? Didn't they? They didn't get paid to do that, did they? Yeah. Nobody got paid at the Oscars. Yeah, right. They do it for fun. They do it for the love of uh, love of the art. And hey, what's the what's the carbon footprint of the Oscar thing? The whole thing. What's well, carbon footprint of Hollywood? It doesn't matter because I'm sure they pay the offsets. Yeah, sure they do. <laughs> 
I don't think they do. Think about all the people. Who, oh, sure. I'm sure they tell everybody they do. Think about all the people who fly in from out of out of town and drive yeah. their cars and uh, you know pay for their makeup no, that like, was just, tested on just, animals. Just like all the, the people that are so concerned about the climate, every one of them, they go to the climate summits and they really rack up the uh, greenhouse gases, yeah. I guess. And they're uh, they're. Um, uh, designer dresses and suits that were, of course, those weren't made by kids in sweatshops. But the designer who made them has a has a line, you know, yeah. that makes cheap T-shirts in Taiwan or something right. like that. It's all fucking bullshit. These people are the biggest hypocrites. And again, it comes down to they have no principles. Right. None. They will act how they believe uh, suits the suits their ends and not. What's right, you know? I, I can at least appreciate someone who has different principles than I do if they stick to them, right? You know, but these people, or if they even that admit stuff. that, you know, if they slip and they go, yeah, I get it. This is not lining up with my principles, but I can't help but feel this way or say it. I mean, if they at least understand and and tell you, yeah, I get it. Um, because you can even if you are principled sometimes have an unprincipled stance and go, yeah, I get it. It's not unprincipled, but I can't help but feel this way. Yeah. And as long as you recognize that, that's fine. Well, you can feel differently and act a different way. Yeah. So you can you can feel like you want to do something. I mean, everybody's had somebody at some point they wanted to hit, and yeah. they didn't because they went, nah, I shouldn't do that. Yeah. You know, or they feared being thrown in jail. But regardless. Uh, but then on to the speeches that the people gave. And they were yeah, just. Brad Pitt. Oh, you know, it was, uh, what was it? they were hostless, the Oscars. They didn't have a host this year. So they just had. Well, that's because they've chased off every host. Pretty much the hosts are afraid. Most of them, right? <laughs> well, they weren't going to have Ricky Gervais do it. No. <laughs> did you Kevin, see. Kevin Hart. Did you see Ricky Gervais trolled a bunch of them? No. Yeah. He basically was like putting, uh, tweeting out excerpts from their speeches and saying, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares what yeah, you think. Good. But Brad Pitt got up there and he says, uh. You know, they get, they said I only have 45 seconds, which was more than uh, the Senate gave witnesses in the in the. Oh, they, they specifically said um, Bolton, I think, said Bolton's name. Yeah, which John is, Bolton. Which was a dumb joke. Well, first of all, again, for uh, to educate the Brad Pitts of the world, and I know he's listening. So, mm-hmm. you know, Brad, pay attention. There were 17 witnesses in the Senate trial. It was all of the people that had testified in the House. Yeah, but it wasn't Bolton. I know. They wanted to add more. So <laughs> Bolton was going to be the 18th guy who goes, yeah, he told me this. And Trump was going to say, no, I didn't. And they were going to say, well, Bolton's this paragon of virtue. And yeah, which they who they hated before. Yeah, just like they hate Mitt Romney. Yeah. And now the, now the state uh, government of Utah is trying to write a law to re- retroactively recall Mitt Romney. <laughs> <laughs> see that? I did not see that. Yeah, I saw the the uh, state representative who was sponsoring the bill going, yeah, we're going to see if there's a way we can do this. I don't think they can. No. But just the fact that they're mad enough to be able to go, get that fucker out of here. Yeah, enough's enough with with that, with Mitt. I heard, uh, I don't, did I bring this up last time? I heard um, Hannity was a big friend of Mitt Romney's. He, you know, he, he went out and campaigned for him or yeah. know, promoted him. And he says he met him, and he's a nice guy. And he goes, but just like all these people that lose elections, they just go crazy. And he goes, he doesn't get it. They they run, and then all of a sudden they just, I don't know, they they, they had their heart set on us. They thought they were going to win, and when they when they lose their 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 bid for the election, they just go nuts. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Or they don't have principles. Right. Yeah. Well, it seems to me that Romney does not have principle to me. No, it's he's trying to say, well, I'm going to ingratiate myself to the left. No, you're or, not. Or he's trying to say, 
hey, look at me. Look at me. I'm not just I'm not just quietly sitting aside. Remember, I had things to say, and I still have things to say. I'm not I'm not uh, giving up uh, uh, my uh, status status or stature. That's the attitude I get get from him. It's like look at how important I am. I'm I'm going against the grain. See 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 what I get from him is he's thinking. Well, you know, Trump's a uh, a big baby. And uh, when Trump's done, I'm going to step in as the voice of reason. And because I spoke out against him before, the left will embrace me more. No, they won't. As soon as you're at the top of the heap on the right, yeah. they will come you're at you absolute again. Absolute dipshit. Yeah. They will dig up all the same shit they did before. Look at Michael Bloomberg, who is basically a fascist. And I'm not just throwing that term out there. Go by what he wants to do. He he wants to tell you what light bulbs you can use. And, uh, you know, he's how, the guy that wanted to, to banning the straws, all that kind of how stuff. Big a, how, how a big a drink you can have, yeah. a, a sugared drink. Yeah, because, you know, government so, knows so, better. Yeah, so you couldn't order like the, the supersized drinks anymore because that was that was bad. So what did people do? They just bought two medium or two large drinks. Yeah. It's like, just, dude, stop it. Yeah, but stop the idea. Stop trying to go against human nature and trying to force your will upon everybody. And But it's this idea that. He knows better for you because he's smarter than you. Like, you don't know that that's a, a caloric drink, that yeah. soft drinks are bad. So well, we're big, dumb dummies, and we need the government to tell us how to live our lives otherwise. Well, he's a little smart smarty. Yeah. But, I mean, the taking away the guns and all that. Did you ever see – we've talked about this before, but did you ever see that interview on uh, Nightline where they interviewed him about guns? I think it was Diane Sawyer. He didn't know the first thing about guns. He was huh. like – you know, got these automatic weapons where every time you pull the trigger, a bullet comes out, you know? Oh, yeah. I remember that now. And they're like, that's semi-automatic. He says, whatever. You know, it's that's what it is. You need paper? Yeah. So, um, so uh, uh, he's he's basically a fascist. And now he said he said the stuff about stop and frisk. Where, I will be. Nice job. The greatest president that God ever created. So, I have my Trump pen, and I, I keep thinking you have to push the head to make, make the uh, the end of the pen come out, but you turn it. Yeah. And so I, <laughs> I always set that thing off. Um, so he says one thing about stop and frisk and about how it was these inner city black and brown people, you know, Hispanics and, and black people who were causing all sorts of problems, and they basically had to, you know, throw them up against the wall and take their guns away from them and everything. Uh, I don't think in that particular case – he was necessarily wrong, but he took it a, a lot farther and basically saying, hey, white people aren't the problem. He's apologized for all that stuff, and they still hate him, <laughs> you know, but but if he winds up being the one who gets uh, to run against Trump, he's going to be, you know, they're not going to care about that stuff. There might be some of them that do. Yeah. But Well, we were talking about the Oscars. Well, back back yeah. to the Oscars yeah. quick. So Keon, uh, I wanted to say Keanu Reeves. The opposite of Keanu Reeves. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix gets yeah. up there, gives his stupid rambling. Yeah, I never, I didn't hear it. Oh I, God, it was painful to watch. I heard, I heard only the part where he says, "Thanks for for putting up with my shit and be, for being such an asshole and let me come back." And then that's all I heard. I didn't hear. It. I was like, "Yeah, he sounds so weird. I can't." Well, he he said something about how we pull uh, we pull calves away from their mothers uh, and we ignore their screams. And then we, uh, you know, we take the milk that was meant for their babies and we put it in our coffee. It's like, oh, my God. Wow. Shut up. First off, let me explain to Joaquin because I know he's listening too. Nothing in nature dies well. Okay? Nothing. It either gets old and withers away and starves to death or something bigger and badder than it kills it. I mean, 
nothing in nature dies painlessly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So this idea that we, oh, we rip these cows away from their families, just like we rip the children away from their brown parents at the border. I mean, we, that's Well, what, we rip the shells off of peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and harvest their guts. Yeah. You know? Terrible. I mean, it's just stupid. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I want to start calling him milk drinker. Yeah. Milk drinker. I've just, just, uh, you know, for, to clarify, I've never put milk in coffee before. You haven't? No, I've never even had like. But you're not a coffee drinker anyway. No. So. No, I've had like five cups of coffee in my life and four of them were horrible and one wasn't horrible. Coffee's awful. So. I prefer my coffee like I prefer my metal. Well, I thought you were going to say like your men. (laughs) Black metal. Yeah. Metal. But he just had he had this rambling full of himself speech again about how, you know, we got to save well, the planet. Who, who didn't think that Joaquin Phoenix is a fucking weirdo? Yeah. You know, he's always been. he's He, he was doing what a press tour for uh, that some movie where he was like in character even when he was doing the press. Yeah, the rapping thing. Yeah, where it was supposed to be like he's quitting acting in order to become a rapper. And, and he had the hipster the big beard. beard and, and he went on David Letterman, who was still around, and it was just a bizarre interview. And then people come finally, they finally come out and say, oh, that was just him method acting. I'm like, you're fucking weird. That's all it is. He it just was like a, being weird. It was a pay attention to me thing. Yeah. yeah. And then he, uh, he quoted his brother, River Phoenix, who – I mean, tragically died of a heroin overdose at like 20 years old yeah. or whatever. But that was like 25 years ago. Most people who watch Joker have no idea who the hell he's talking no. about. You know? Well, so, I guess there's uh, another – this is an article from uh, the Daily Beast. Um, and it's good. The 2020 Oscars most cringe-worthy moment came courtesy of Sigourney Weaver, Brie Larson, and Gal Gadot. Oh, yeah. Now, I dig Gal Gadot, or Gal Gadot. I don't, they always pronounce it two different ways, but uh, she was Wonder Woman. Yep. Or is Wonder Woman. And sexy she's, as all She's get not out. really Wonder Woman. And uh, in my mind. <laughs> right before I go to sleep. <laughs> That's how I picture her. Um. And then Brie Larson, who is, played Captain Marvel, who is not Captain Marvel. I don't even picture her before I go to sleep. She would make me rage instead of fall asleep. She's attractive. I don't like. I don't like her. Maybe it's because I fucking hate her so much. <laughs> that I, I find her repulsive. Okay. But um, yeah, so they get up, and Sigourney Weaver said, "All women are superheroes." And that's some pandering bullshit right there. It's like, enough with that. No, all women aren't superheroes. As a matter of fact, all women can't do what men can do, and all men can't do what women can do. Yeah. We're, we're all we're, we're fucking different. And as, and as a matter of fact, within the group, within women, there are women that can do certain things that other women can't do. So fuck off with this all women are superhero shit. I know. It's just, it's just, it's just nonsense. Um, so he goes, uh, this article is by Cassie DeCosta. Um, all women are superheroes, said Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver, late into an aimless and desperate production of the Academy Awards. She was not alone. Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, lady superheroes of competing corporate franchises, portrayed by the deeply earnest Gal Gadot and Brie Larson, stood alongside the veteran actress. And I'm seeing these pictures now. And, you know, Gal's kind of got this, like, smirky smile, which doesn't do her any any justice. She's a very beautiful woman, and this picture does not do it. Way to reduce her to her appearance, you yeah. sexist pig. And then uh, Brie Larson's got that s- typical smug Brie Larson look on her face. So, um, yeah, it's pretty pretty annoying. Um, 
So the superwoman <laughs> read some blustering, barely coherent text with all the good intentions in the world, including a belabored setup about an all-woman fight club and a dull punchline about women in the industry being asked what it's like being a woman in the industry. Then the trio introduced uh, Emir Noon, the first woman conductor at the Oscars, who, in a horrifying move that surely wasn't Noon's choice, only led the orchestra for the best original score nominees and nothing else for any part of the ceremony. <laughs> a clear instance of tokenism, as we can see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's enough with this, with this just trying to pander to the woke crowd or trying to um, be who who can be more um, marginalized, you know, get get their get their their point marginalization points out there. It's like enough, you know, celebrate what you do well in the Oscars. Go out and say, hey, we we did a kick ass movie, or this guy acted his ass off. Like Joaquin Phoenix did do a good job in the Joker. You know, even though I had my reservations going in, I thought I'd be very annoyed by that movie, and I actually liked it. And I, I haven't he, seen it. Yet. I thought he did a good job. And he should come out and you go, hey, you know, like I had this opportunity and there's, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that thought, what is he doing? And um, I put my all into it and uh, I, I thought I did a good job and you obviously thought I did a great job and thank you very much. That'd be a great speech. Do that, asshole. Don't be a fucking prick. Well, I put on our Facebook page for the podcast that I'm tired of being lectured by people who make a job, who have a job pretending to be superheroes and cops and all this stuff and geniuses uh, telling me what the real world is like. You don't understand anything of what the average person goes through. You may have at some point in your life when you were struggling acting and all that, but if you're getting $20 million a picture to pretend to be somebody else, it's a useless skill. I'm not saying you're not good at it. You can be a great actor, but let's face it. If we're throwing people out of the boat in a survival situation – the actor is going to be the first one going. There's, yeah. there's nothing useful yeah. about what you do. It's entertainment, and by its by its very nature, is a frivolous thing. You know, right? It's stupid. Yeah, and the, and uh, what the the tier of survival? That's pretty far down on the list. Yeah, it starts out with what I think uh, shelter is the first, then food, or then water, then food. I don't think entertainment shows up on it. Well, I think it's like I think entertainment. Men, no, I think mental, like mental well-being society. is down low, which means you have to have some sort of entertainment. Like you have to have a deck of – if you're in a survival situation, if you don't have like deck of cards or something, you might go crazy. Yeah. You know, so entertainment <laughs> is on that list Unless somewhere. you like chopping wood, yeah. unless you find that meditative. finish just a little bit what she said here because I actually kind of skimmed ahead and read here and she actually said what I said here. All – um, alas, Sigourney lied. Not all women are superheroes. In fact, none of us are. Superheroes aren't human beings, which is the point. Nor are all of us simple mortal heroes. I don't have the numbers, but I'm willing to bet that plenty of us ladies are cowards or otherwise shitty, just like all the other genders. <laughs> what Sigourney meant, if we're being generous, is that by and large across cultures, women are expected to be better, to be brave in ways that are rarely recognized as brave. But what that cringeworthy introduction to Noon's abridged movement moment demonstrates that hollywood thinks feminism is exactly what it isn't primetime girl power so i'm not she's a little bit too flowery in her in her writing and i'm, I'm not going to continue but she did say basically what i said that yeah you know all women aren't fucking great a lot but, of women are shitty a lot I'm, of men are shitty but i'm tired of this whole thing i realize this podcast is just basically all about what i'm tired about today but this whole idea that you know women are expected to be better what do you mean and, and men, men aren't yeah men aren't expected to be better how come how come men uh, are taught from the very beginning, don't cry. It's not because their dads told them not to. It's because women find it unappealing. Right, because you you want a protector, a caregiver that 
is not going to break down at the first sign of trouble. And there's some women who go, no, no, that's not what I want. Maybe you don't. Well, women depending in, on your cycle, too. Yeah, women, in, <laughs> <laughs> women in general. You know, that's true, right? I don't know if that's uh, true. In the stages of ovulation, they go, when a woman's ovulating, she's more attracted to a rugged, manly man. And then when that ovulation's all said and done and she can't she can't get pregnant for a period of time, her hormones change. And then she's more attracted to more unmasculine men, feminine men. Well, I read a study recently. I don't know if this is true. This could be 100% bullshit. I don't know. But it was it was some medical study that someone claimed to be making was that the reason – some people have girls and some people have boys is that during during sex, like ejaculation and all that, if you have like high estrogen, if you're kind of weak, that mm, yeah, I, don't, I know it seems well, I mean, seems nonsense. That works great for somebody who has like six girls or someone who has six boys. What do you do for someone who's it's mixed? I don't understand. So basically it was saying weak men have girls. Uh, menstruation. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Shut up, Jessica Yaniv. So, yeah, I just thought the whole Oscars thing was bullshit. But well, I mean, it's still, again, every year it's lower and lower uh, viewership. So another record low this you, year, I think. You can't say that. Don't say that. Hmm. That's hateful. Hashtag Oscars so white. Can I say that at least? <laughs> yeah. Was that like two years ago? I will say for... Uh, I thought for sure the woman who uh, was nominated for Harriet was going to win it because she was black. Mm. Uh, no, even though nobody watched the movie? Well, nobody watched – did anybody watch Renee Zellweger's movie? True. And did anybody, did anybody watch the foreign film, that the Japanese movie that won the best picture? South Parasite? Korean, you hateful bigot. Did I make that mistake? You did. Oh. You're Japanese. Well, I mean, not all Orientals look alike, I guess. <laughs> but all Orientals are Oriental, aren't they? <laughs> Next, you'll be like, oh, sorry, it wouldn't have been Japanese because no one would give the nips a movie. <laughs> I knew somebody that would call Asian people Orientals. I thought it was, thought it was adorable. Well, doesn't everybody like under 15 do that? Under 15? No, over over 50. No, but I mean, it, I, I don't think it's surprising to like say some kid would say it was Oriental or something. And yeah. I, anybody over 70, I wouldn't be surprised either because that's what they call them, yeah. you know? So my my grandmother would call black people. She'd call them niggers. She did, and hmm. she was the sweetest person ever. But she grew up in. Did she say it with anger in her? No, heart? she was just like. I mean, she would say stuff like, "Oh, those nice nigger fellas." Oh, I mean, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. It's a hard R, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, no row, no negro. No, and her uh, her hat wasn't cocked off to the side either. Oh, so okay. And her wig might have been, but I might have to edit you. I'll bleep you in the podcast. But... Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about New Hampshire that happened the other night and the shit show the uh, Democrats are going to be forced to embrace here. Yeah. Um, but the good news. Amy Klobuchar is I'm, still in. Before we get to Snow Woman. Yeah. <laughs> I am 100% in on Bernie. Oh, yeah? I changed my mind in the last 24 hours, and here's why. I want the Democrats to put the socialist out there, watch the whole country go, no fucking way. Yeah. Have him lose in Mondale-esque sort of fashion, you know, pick up his home state and lose the rest of them, except maybe Minnesota because we always vote blue. Um, nah, we'll, 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 we're going to vote Trump this year. Yeah, and everybody will be like, okay, that was, that was just a bad idea. Let's And the socialist thing will go away for another 20 years. I hope so. 
Did you see there's a can? I uh, Raven sent this uh, article in. There's a candidate running. I think she's running for Senate against Collins in Maine. And uh, I don't know if she's a major candidate or not. But her T-shirt has a guillotine on it. Perfect. I mean, that tells you exactly what you get when you vote for socialists. Look, if you, you heard, you've heard Bernie's Bernie's um, organizers on the Project Veritas videos uh, undercover yeah. talking say, "Hey, this is just a stepping stone. This, this is this is we're going to have education camps and we're going to basically have to call the herd." Yeah, I can dismiss a lot of that for just it being a couple of psychos. But that's the kind of guys that it it that gravitate towards that ideology. Yeah, it's true. But socialism is a bad thing. I mean, Chris Matthews came out and said it. He goes, I mean, he's as lefty as it gets. He goes, socialism Mr. is bad. Up the leg for Obama. Yeah, yeah. Thrill up the leg. Yeah. I uh, he's like, I don't like socialism. He goes, it's bad. If we'd lost the Cold War, he said we'd have had executions in uh, in Central Park. And he goes, I probably would have been one of them. And so. Not to not to uh, be at a loss to prove his point, the left came out with hashtag fire Chris Matthews. Of course. Look, can you just can you prove what he's saying any more clearly than he said what you didn't like? So you want to get rid of him? Because that's what freaking fascists do. The, the media, the problem, the media and politicians, they need to. There has to be that, like you said, we do need Bernie in there, and we do need him to lose badly in order for the media to kind of back off and stop amplifying the voices of such a small amount of people on Twitter, and and their little who are a high percentage of media people. Yeah, and and those are the voices that they're acting like that's the country. No, it's a very very small minority. It, it's it's wackos is what it is. But they're amplifying their voice, making them seem like they're more important and more prevalent than they are. Well, it's Jim Acosta retweeting Jack, Jake Tapper, who's retweeting. But Wolf it is Blitzer kind of a. And, it, it, I mean, it, it is dangerous because it. There are, I mean, there are people that will fall in line with that and believe that believe what they're told and believe that. Oh, if that, a lot of people think this is a good thing. It must be right. And you know, maybe someone would like. Oh, I don't know. I'm just throwing some number. Drive a van through uh, some Republicans registering to vote. Yeah. Heard about that guy? Yeah. Didn't you? Oh, well, just tangentially, what. Uh, what was his deal? I think he was down in Florida, and it was, you know, some people at a at a tent registering people to vote Republican, and he drove his van through it. Now, and they found out that he did it specifically. He got specifically his, because it was Republican. Yes, yeah, he got out of his truck and like flipped him off. He was live streaming it and shit. Okay. And just come on. Uh, it's, yeah, you see another video of some doofus on a college campus where the Republicans are doing their little table set up with their passing out liter- literature and some fucking screaming um, socialist student comes up talking about kill the fucking Republicans and slit their fucking throats. I mean, you saw that one. That just happened a couple of days ago, too. No, I remember seeing the one where... He the, was screeching. I mean, he was, like, unhinged. Well, that, do you remember the one where the girl was a young woman when she was uh, bitching at him about how they were Nazis and everything, and the one guy goes... They, I mean, the Republican guys who were doing this are real calm. They're like, um, they're the socialist party. And she's like, oh, yeah. Every time somebody brings that up, it's like, yeah, because that's what it stands for. And uh, then she, like, throws – she had a drink, and she, like, uh, throws it at him. him. Yeah, splashes it on him. And the guy goes, what the fuck are you doing? She goes, it's chocolate milk. I think you'll be fine. That attitude pisses me off. Here's my question, and I've asked this kind of question before. If that was a guy, a small guy who did that to three larger Republican guys, what do you think would happen? But well, reminds me, it, uh, Louderth Crowder, Stephen Crowder, was just at a um, women's, the latest women's march, and he was had his table out there, and he was interviewing people, and he was interviewing this this real 
dipshit of a woman. Um, You're then, saying that because she's a woman, aren't you? Yeah, specifically because she's a woman. Um, but then some tranny dude comes up and starts screeching and interrupting. And Stephen's like, what are you doing? Why don't you just wait? You, you can talk to me. He's like, I don't I think women should be respected. He goes, yeah, you should respect women. I'm talking to a woman here. Goes, I am a woman. I just turned, I just recently became a woman. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. But then this, then the tranny leaves and he comes back and he's like throws up a, like a container of food from behind and, and like clumps off in his high heels. And then he says something else like as he's going and Stephen Crowder kind of like, you know, gives a little back and forth, says that thanks a lot, sweetheart or something like that. And the woman's like, really, did you need to escalate that? Do you feel better now? Do you, oh, do you feel better now? Yeah. Um, and it was along the same lines of what she said. Uh, what, what did you, the person say? Um, you were just talking about the, 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 the wording of it was, uh, uh, not, do you feel better now? But was that necessary? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Was that necessary? He's like, well, and he said, I think he said no. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's like, uh, if a guy came up to her and said, show me your tits. I mean, it's not hurting her. Yeah. Right. So she didn't have, doesn't have to respond to that or feel bad about that and escalate that. Right. Was that yeah. necessary? It didn't really do any harm. Yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up. Words are violence. Words. So are violence, you know, broken bones heal, but words cause wounds that don't go away. Damn. That was good. <laughs> I stole it. Mm. So you can hit me right here for saying that. In the fields? <laughs> yeah. I just pointed at his heart. <laughs> yeah, sure I did. <laughs> right here. Yeah. Um, and you can kiss me, right? <laughs> why'd you point to your nose? Oh. <laughs> um, anyway, so this this whole thing about this socialist who's running is basically she doesn't think it's it's weird to put a guillotine on there at all. Look, if you haven't understood how the French Revolution worked, they had a map for how a revolution should go from our revolution. It wasn't even that old. It was, what, like 15 years later? Yeah. And they fucked that up. It went from, hey, we got to stop the king to let's guillotine each other. And it, it got brutal. I mean, guillotines were being used as a form of entertainment. You know, crowds would show up to see, hey, who's getting their head chopped off this week? Right. And it finally got Robespierre and who's the other guy um, started the French. The two. Oh, I don't two, I don't have much book learning. The two main figures. Anyway, basically, they, they started it. They were guillotining people. And next thing you know, they're getting guillotined. Yeah. Guillotines for everyone. Yeah, because that's how it works. And so this idea that someone would put that on there and not think that this is an incredibly stupid an uneducated idea and be proud of it. Like, look at me. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring the guillotine back. I know that's not what she was saying, but just, you know, it's like, can you imagine someone putting a, a picture of a gas chamber on theirs? Going, well, I mean, to, to be fair at the, like some of the right wing people were putting head t-shirts with the helicopter rides written on them. Like basically saying that, uh, oh, oh, now I can't, oh, I should have looked this up before I mentioned it. But there was a political figure that was taking lefties and taking up in helicopters and throwing them out the helicopter. <laughs> so helicopter rides for lefties, basically. Well, I don't agree with that either. I know it's, but it's it's not but, that they're actually saying do that. But no, I, and again, getting back to the principles, it's just to trigger the left. I'm not cool with that T-shirt. Maybe that's what she's just trying to do: trigger the right. But I mean, who knows about the helicopter rides T-shirt? Everybody yeah. knows what a fucking guillotine is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, she's trying to trigger is. the right and piss us off, which is doing know. a trick, I guess. I don't know if she's trying to do that. I think she just thinks she's really fucking funny. Mm-hmm. But 
Anyway, so back to New Hampshire. So watching how the pundits said this, and a lot of them are from the left, and they're a little nervous because so Bernie won or didn't win the caucus in Iowa. Uh, Buttigieg won that, but Bernie won the popular vote. I'm not sure exactly how the caucus is working. Yeah. Just, so anyway, I know it's counting, and then you can change your votes and aggregate them and whatever. So Buttigieg wins. Uh, Bernie wins the popular vote. They're off by like two-tenths of a percentage point. So they take that momentum. They go to New Hampshire, and Bernie wins by basically the reverse. Right. So it's that close. Um Amy Klobuchar comes in third. Biden leaves the state before it's even over to head to South Carolina, which is two weeks away. Uh, not by plane, just the voting. It's two weeks away. Uh, doesn't set, doesn't concede at all, even though he comes in fourth. Uh, Warren comes in fifth, even. Yeah. Yang drops out, and some guy named Bennett. Do you know who he was? I didn't even know he was running. Yeah. He's out. Um, so Warren gets up there and gives this great speech that sounds like a concession speech. I'm like, here we go. She's done. She's like, but we're going to fight. And we're going to get you. You're done. I mean, you're cooked. Yep. So uh, they start saying that Iowa didn't do what it was supposed to do, which was basically narrow it down to three people. And, you know, this allows it to keep going on. But now you're going to a bunch of southern states that are not going to vote for Buttigieg. Nope. Uh, they might go some for Biden. They're not going for not, Warren. Not and they're Klobuchar. not going for Klobuchar. So Klobuchar is still going to hang around because, you know, she's coming off of these wins. I'm actually interested to see. Oh, I'm getting stepping on your point here. No, go ahead. I'm interested to see her to stay in right now because I heard some. And these might have been people on the left pundits, but they were talking about how she's going to have to um, alter her message to order to court um, people of color. Because, you know, she's a white Minnesotan from a typically we're known as being a very white state, even though not anymore. Um well, she's getting shit about that whole um, the guy, the sixteen-year-old they put away for life, right? For uh, they, that they say may have been wrongfully accused, and they ask her about that. Chris Wallace asked her about it, and she's or Mike, it's Chris Wallace or Mike Wallace. Anyway, asked her about it, and she's like, "Ah, uh, well, you know, I'm not really." I actually have some people I know on the left that thought she at that point was going to bow out or should have bowed out. Well, but she there, she's not prepared to be asked that no. question. Yeah, so they're saying, well, what's her what's her strategy going to be to court the uh, minority vote? And it'll be interesting to see which if if she does like the Hillary style pandering, like the levels of Hillary pandering, like the hot sauce in my purse, and we don't know ways get tired, you know, start talking like that at speeches for black people. I, I'd be, Maybe she'll just start talking like this. <laughs> but I'm actually like I'm actually kind of interested to find out how she deals with that. Well, so she was on the View, Amy Klobuchar was, and she got asked. Well, what do you think about this whole prosecution thing? And she goes, they said, you're a powerful woman. You should be able to look into this. And she said, well, you know, I've asked the department of whatever, um, the the department, the legal department here in Minnesota that's, I don't know if it's the attorney general's office or whatever, but prosecutor's office. Anyway, she asked them to look into it. And so somebody followed up and said, did she send that request? And that department goes, we didn't hear from her. So here she is on the view going, yeah, well, we're looking into that. Mm-hmm. And she's not looking into it. At least she hadn't contacted them yet. So, but, so Bernie wins uh, one, Buttigieg wins the next. Buttigieg probably won't do well coming up. Klobuchar probably won't. Warren won't. Biden might. All of this leads to you get two weeks from now, if Bernie wins Super Tuesday, 
He's got to be the guy. Oh, that's going to be pretty amazing. No, I'm 100% in on that. Let's yeah. bring him on. Let's bring on all the crazy batshit socialist stuff you well, can. Well, that's what the left was saying about Trump. Yeah. Don't get too uh Yeah, but Trump Trump wasn't about it. Trump is a loudmouth and a braggart and says inappropriate things. He's not a socialist. Yeah, but the left was saying about Trump is like, "Oh, I can't wait to have Trump in there. Oh, it's going to be so much fun watching him lose." Well, but the difference with Trump is Trump says stuff that the left gets offended by. And they believe that being offended should be enough to disqualify someone from being president. Right. And most people seem to, well, not most, half the country seem to go, I like it. I like the way he says it. Or they just hated Hillary so much. They're not going to like Bernie any more than they're going to like Hillary. No. And, you know, the 80-year-old, 80, 80 I don't know how old Bernie is. He's late 70s. The, I still know, don't get – Just this sort of hunched over yeah, – I don't get the allure from uh, the college student allure for Bernie other he's than gonna, socialism. He's going to cancel all their student debt. That, but Warren was too. Yeah, but she's – I think she's hard to take seriously because she's such a panderer. All right. Well, Bernie has no – absolutely zero person. I shouldn't say zero personality, but he does not have good personality. He, there's nothing about him that's, that's kind of funny or fun or quirky. It's just cr- cranky, bitchy old dude that wants – you know, wants people to pay for his shit. I, I just don't. Well, but you've got guys like James Carville coming out going, I mean, I I don't care for James Carville's politics, but I always like the way he's said stuff. I mean, when Clinton was running and they said he was going to get reelected, he goes, it's the economy, stupid. That was his line. Yeah. And he was right. He said, look, you're not going to kick a president out when the economy's rocking and rolling like this. Shut up. Nice try. So he's basically Clinton's political strategist. Bill Clinton's yeah. got him elected, got him reelected. Um, and he basically said, we can't have this. We can't have Bernie. I mean, yeah. He came right out and he says it. Tim Poole's got a video about it. It says, Carville's just going, no, no way. This will be the end of the Democratic Party as we know it. I mean, he's not. Well, then AOC and Rashida Tlaib and all the ones that really don't want to be part of the Democrat Party will split off Bernie and make the Socialist Party the brand spanking new thing that all the idiots can follow and be that third third party that gets, what, 2% all the time? Yeah, I don't know. They can I all just... run off to that corner of the world, of, of the of the uh, the uh, political sphere, and be irrelevant, and I wouldn't mind. Sure. Well, now AOC is going to get primaried by this. You know, she's had a bunch of people step up and say they do it, but one is a former MSNBC host. So she's got PR people and yeah. some backing and stuff. I don't think AOC is going to last through the next election. No. But – well, they're already talking about the that almost re- makes her, redistricting is going to make it difficult for her, too. But I think it's almost, well, you know, it's the Republicans doing that to her. Mm. You know, I mean, they're so afraid of her. Well, because, you know, the Republicans run New York mm-hmm. and they run her district, you know, so the the district that's been blue forever. Speaking of AOC, did you see that video her and her boyfriend put out talking no. about how not to be racist? Oh her, her white boyfriend. No. It, the guy was such a douche. Oh, he was just like your typical soy boy. He was even like almost like lispy. Like, uh, is that really, is he not just a beard? You're just jealous, aren't but, you? Yeah. So he was talking about how, you know, she wanted him to speak up about how not to be racist and how to combat your inner racism. And it was like the same. Sh- I'm not even going to go into it because everybody knows exactly what it was. It's like, oh, you, you people need to dis- disappear. You're just jealous. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen I've you, seen her I've seen her dance I've seen I've seen you kissing her campaign poster. <laughs> it's 
Big Google eyes. I love them. <laughs> that's the one thing that attracted me to her. And the horse teeth? Yeah. That's a close second. <laughs> she's not an unattractive woman. No, she's not. She's just dumb. I mean, she, she really doesn't know much of anything. Right. She's not familiar with how economics works or all that stuff. But, you know, she believes so hard. And if you believe hard, then everything's yeah, okay. And all women are superheroes. So. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yay. No, but uh, it's going to be Bernie. I mean, who else is it going to be? And the guy, I don't know. The only, I did hear someone say it was a, um, a pundit on Fox. So it may have just been wishful thinking. But they said, uh, you know, it's, they think it's going to be Klobuchar. Because she's going to be the least offensive one to middle America, but she's got no personality. Oh, she's, she's got, got anti-personality. She's got less swagger than Hillary Clinton did, and Hillary Clinton's swagger is all fake. But they did say, um, excuse me, they said, uh, you know, every time the Democrat Party has an issue like this, they offer up a senator from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, they did it Mondale. with they did it with Humphrey. They did it with Mondale. Now they do it with Amy too. Yeah, well, I was thinking we were talking about Bernie, his allure for college students, or whatever. And it kind of reminds me of uh, like Ron Paul had that little bit going on. He had the younger people like really dug him for a while. Yeah, but Ron Paul had it because his policies made sense. Yeah, they were, it was smart policy, and he he was kind of a likable guy. Yeah, he was like, we don't need to be fighting all was, these wars. Why he do we have get off my fucking lawn? Yeah, he, wasn't, he wasn't that guy. Why do we have all these bases in all these countries where we're not fighting wars? You know, why why are we doing this? He would, I mean, he was just a real yeah. honest guy. And he was he was he was he was likable because he was kind of lighthearted. He never really got ruffled. Yeah. Um, whereas Bernie's like, I don't fucking like people. I'm just doing this because I want socialism real bad. <laughs> well, Bernie <laughs> says there should be no billionaires. Period. None. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, there should be no millionaires, too, then, Bernie. What do you think about that? Fucking with your three fucking mansions. How about you shouldn't be allowed to own more than one house? How's that, Bernie? You know? Fuck you, you piece of shit. Sell off your house and donate the money. What do you really need? And I get so sick and tired of his smug, smirking wife standing behind him, who basically bankrupted Burlington College. She ruined it. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't exist anymore because of her. And uh, there was another thing. Who's the who's the guy who writes all the – and, yeah, he's coming from the right, but he writes all the stuff about the Clinton money scandals and everything. He wrote another book. Schweitzer? Peter Schweitzer? Uh, sounds familiar. He wrote a book about, you know, all the flaws. Did he do the of, Clinton cash book? Yeah, okay. that's him. So he did, the, he did it on all the major candidates and all the stuff they've done for the Democrat Party. And uh, one of the things he said was – and this is interesting if it's true – is that the – the the uh, media purchasing regulations allow you to name who your um, so when political candidates buy ads and stuff they get to buy it at the lowest rate you know regardless right. of when the time runs but you also get to name who your purchaser is right you're using federal money and you're doing this but you get to that person who co- who purchases that ad gets a commission so instead of going out and finding a company to do it. Bernie appointed his wife as a media. Ah, okay. So every time Bernie Sanders runs a political ad, he gets paid for it. Wow. Now I'm sure there are others who do this, and that doesn't seem a, a tad unethical. But that's my thing. Your complete lack of principles again. Yeah. You know, you can't be railing about 
millionaires and billionaires when you are a millionaire and you're using the fucking system to enrich yourself. Right. That's what you're doing. Now, you could say, well, Trump does the same thing. Fine. I don't know if he's hiding that. No. Nope. You know? I And the problem I have, though I think it's equally shitty if he does it, he doesn't sit there and rail against how it's bad to be rich. Right. You know? Yeah. And I, I think it's crazy that anybody buys this shit. Well, but. Bernie against Trump in the debates will be awesome because Bernie, he's known for, for bending a knee and backing down. He's had the speeches where he had the Black Lives Matter girls come up and take the mic from him, and he just like, okay, walked away, gave it to him. And then Hillary, you know, with the um, basically sabotaging his chances and then him going up and saying, I'm so tired of hearing about emails. Basically saying, hey, you know, Hillary's the, Hillary's the woman. back. I'm going to back her, you back her, even though they fucked me. And he's that guy. He, he's going to give up unless he knows he's got that reputation, and then he's going to try to really – Go against grain and try to be this like blustery. I'm not going to back down kind of guy, and it's going to come across really fake. Yeah, but he doesn't have it. He doesn't. He does not. And he's and and Trump is going to just make him look like a fucking geriatric idiot. All it's going to take for Trump, no matter what Bernie throws at him, is Trump's going to be able to go this fucking guy. Pretty much. I mean, that's it. I mean, look at him. Exactly. <laughs> he's going to be able to look at this guy. They you talk know? about my hair. Look at this fucking guy. You know? See this head? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just stuff like that. He, Bernie cannot escape his own stereotype. Yeah. You know? I mean, Trump will say something like, look, Larry David. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Larry sorry. David could just take over for him and nobody would know. <laughs> yeah, I know. So. Should we do some would you rather? Sure. All right. All right. If you were single, would you rather live alone or with a roommate? No comment. <laughs> if I were single, I okay, my single days, I would rather live alone. Because uh, you're fastidious? Yes. And so when roommates don't clean up after themselves, it drives me crazy. So So like roommates who leave dirty dishes in the sink. Mm-hmm. Don't uh don't put the soap back in the soap dish. Yeah. In the bathroom. Like leave their shoes in the middle of the floor. Yep, yep. Maybe oh. maybe throw a uh Moving on. A plate, with, <laughs> a plate with food on it under the couch. An awful personal. <laughs> for a week. No, I wasn't intending to. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I have breath of the loan, obviously. Uh, unless you have, like, pets or something and you need that roommate to help take care of your pet. That's kind of nice, usually. I don't know. When I was single, I, I could have had that either way. I mean, yeah. I, it's nice to... It's nice to have your own space. It's also nice once in a while to be watching something on TV and go, can you believe this guy? And have yeah. somebody go, yeah, exactly. But, so and we've got FaceTime now. So I think the older I get, the more the more I would have wanna been single and alone, you know? Yeah. Um would you rather be called lazy or stupid? Ooh, so would I rather be talked to by a Republican or a Democrat, is what you're saying. I've been called both. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time? Uh yeah, probably. I I lazy would bother me. Although I have an element to that, I would think. Um, stupid is one of those things. People call me stupid right away. Ugh, I don't like that. I've always said I don't mind when people lie to me. I mind when people lie badly to me. Uh, because it makes me feel like yeah. they don't have to try. <laughs> like their bullshit lie is going to be good enough. And in a sense, you're saying I'm stupid. And I really hate that. Right. So if you're going to lie to me, do it really well. Because that's almost like a compliment, you know, like you're going, 
some run-of-the-mill lie isn't going to work on this right. guy. He's too smart. So what truth about myself do I hate hearing? That I'm stupid or lazy? That's, that's what it comes down to. I'd rather hear... You'd rather hear lazy. I'd rather hear lazy, probably. Because you'd probably be like me and go, eh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Would you rather, okay, so for some reason you had to do this. Let's say you, I'm, I'm already editing this because it's a dumb one otherwise. If for some reason in order to stay out of jail or something, you had to snoop on your neighbor and you could either like do it visually like looking through their windows with like binoculars or check their mail all the time, which one would you rather do? Well, here's a quick question. When you edit the podcast, right, mm -hmm. do you record yourself editing saying, I'm taking out these 13 seconds because here's why, and then put it into the podcast? Do you? Maybe. No, you don't. <laughs> so you don't have to do it with the would you rathers no, either. No, because I know if I would have said just that, snoop through your neighbor's window, a mailer window, you go, I, what the fuck? I get it. You just don't have to tell us what you're editing. Um, <laughs> so what's the question? Would you rather be called stupid or lazy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> do you rather snoop through your neighbor's mailer window? Probably mail. I mail want, would be more interesting, I don't interesting, want to see my neighbor's it? giblets. It mail would be more interesting, right? Yeah, if my neighbor was hot, yeah, sure. But I'm not a, I'm not a uh, what do you call it? A uh, looky loo. I'm not uh, peeping, peeping Tom, Tom, a so. voyeur. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> would you rather break out with zebra stripes or leopard spots? You know, leopard spots would be kind of cliched because you see people with leopard spot tattoos. So I'm thinking zebra stripes. Yeah. Like. Like pure, like you're actually took on the coloration too, so you're red or black and white and red all over. Yeah. What if it was just like some unfortunate skin condition where it was like a rash that was shaped like that? That's different. <laughs> I would think leopard. They both look bad. I would think leopard spots would be worse for that. Yeah, I would think so too. I think if it was black and white or black and yellow, kind of like I would go with the black and white thing. By the way, did you hear that they're uh, they're painting cows like that as an experiment? And oh, find the flies. Out, I told you that's why they keeps, finally found out why zebras have stripes, and it was the that keeps flies from biting them. That's one of the reasons. Yeah. The other one is that all of the animals that prey on them are colorblind, so when there's all just the black and white together, they have a harder time picking one out. Oh, differentiating. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a big mass to them. One more? Yeah. Would you rather get lice or crabs? <laughs> lice. Now I'm going to feel like I have them for the yeah. rest of the day. Um, I don't know. Isn't it kind of the same thing? Just one's down low and one's below the border and one's above. That's what I, from what I, I mean, if you I got understand. lice, it can be everywhere, can it? In general, it's on your head. Yeah, but I, you can get it all over you. Down in the groin region? I didn't know. I never heard about that. I don't know. It seems to me like lice are when, less harmful. When kids in, like when I was in grade school and they had a lice outbreak and you say stay away from all these kids or, you know, they never complained about or they never ran around itching their crotch. But yeah, with, crab, with crabs, it's like, you know, people are like, it's like they can't help but scratch the crotch on the crabs. But crabs don't, crabs don't go like all over the place. Like, so if you, if you have crabs and like, if you had lice. It's very easy to leave lice on your pillow and leave yeah, lice you know, for people. Other like people you gotta, I mean, whereas like crabs just burn your underwear. All right. Uh, I still would rather have lice. I, I gotta go with that too, I think. Because yeah. so. then going and getting rid of them is like you just go in and you go, I need a lice comb and medication for my kids. <laughs> but if you're getting crab medication, you're like, nope, it's for me. <laughs> Do you know that's where the phrase nitpicking comes from? Yeah. 
Picking nits. Picking nits. <laughs> yeah. There's people who have like that's like their job. It'll be like the there's one here in Minnesota, the lice lady. So when your kids have lice, you take them to her, and she just gets a comb and she just picks through and takes them all out of your hair. Really? Yeah. Wow. You got to like detail work to do that. Yeah. So none for me. Thankfully, I've never had to go there. Um, all right. Did you hear this? Jesse Smollett is getting uh, prosecuted. Yeah, the, they opened up a new indictment on him. Yeah, he's been indicted by a special prosecutor. Good. And so they're gonna are they gonna just try to like get him actually some uh, jail time, or are they just looking to financially? I'm thinking because reimburse, he's, reimburse all the uh, the manpower that went into that. Because he's a celebrity, I don't think he's going to go to jail. I. But he's he should. I think all they really want to do is acknowledge that he or make him acknowledge that he committed a crime. I think he. I think they want to charge him with some prison time or threaten some prison time, charge him with some stuff. You know, get him to write a big check, uh, basically embarrass him, wreck his career, and uh, set him free. And. I think the, the gall of him coming out when they when they kind of when behind the scenes, you know, friend of the family dropped the whatever she she was involved, um, some prosecutor or something, and or I don't know if she's a prosecutor, but she was involved in the legal system, and and she basically got all this stuff dropped, and the police were pissed, and he came out, he had the gall to come out and go, I'm exonerated, and if he just kept his mouth shut at that point, I mean, he's just digging himself more of a hole because there's really people that are pissed off about this in in the law enforcement well there were two people involved in this one was a one was a former uh clinton lawyer or she worked with the clintons and she showed up and was sort of trying to mediate this whole thing and then there was the uh i don't know if she was the the da there Um, and she just basically dropped everything yeah and the cops hated her for it yeah but yeah he did the whole exonerated thing it's like no you're not and again it gets back to principles like if they're saying hey trump's impeached forever well he's acquitted forever yeah. How's that? And you can't say that Trump's guilty, but Jesse Smollett's not. You know? Jir, speaking of Trump, did you hear uh, he was at some, I don't know what it was. He was sitting at a desk writing something. So it was You're some, scratching your head now because you think it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying some, not some, to. Some, uh, press, <laughs> press gaggle was around him, and he was at a desk. I don't know what the situation was. but somebody Really? Sh- gaggle? Is that necessary? Somebody shouted out, uh, Mr. President, Mr. President, um, have you heard of QAnon? And Trump looks up and he gets this little smirk and he goes, I'm not going to say, but you'd be surprised. Did you hear no, about this? No. It was such a weird video. I don't even know what QAnon so is. So QAnon's like this um, kind of under the radar conspiracy kind of thing where they're, and I, I don't know a lot about it either, but it's. Um, but you know people who do. I know people that do. And uh, Q is kind of like supposed to be like involved behind the scenes like beyond the deep state and here's the thing there's a lot of evil shit happening in the world but there's a bunch of white hats that are behind the scenes looking to correct that and things are going to happen people are going to get indicted i mean people are going to jail and they're going to break up these pedophile rings all kinds of stuff like that and QAnon, there's a lot of followers of this so q is like the like the person um, behind the scenes that kind of knows what's going on and anonymous stands for anonymous which is like all the other people that are involved in it behind the scenes i don't honestly i don't really know a lot about it but it's funny that trump would say that the way he said it like he's feeding into the conspiracy with that like like that little smirk he's like yeah i'm not going to talk about QAnon, but you'd be surprised that's, is, that's such a, a, a trump thing to do it's like and unless he's like he's he's part of it he's there he's he's behind the scenes he knows all this shit and he's shit's about to happen he can't talk about it but wink wink nod nod QAnon. My guy. 
You know what he's just, people. you know what he's a master of? He, he's just a master of distraction. You yeah, know, but it's it, if he was an evil bad guy, you know who he'd be? Mysterio. Ah, uh, yeah. But that here's the thing that that makes me impressed with Trump is I I'm not I'm not how old is he? 76? Something like that. I think he's 72. I don't know. I'm not close to that age and I don't even I'm like out of touch with with this kind of stuff with the young people's, you know, uh, conspiracy stuff. I barely even know what QAnon is. And that Trump to to have that kind of response, that's pretty, pretty impressive. Even if he doesn't know anything about it, just the way he came across, like, yeah, I'm in the know. It was just, like, really casual. It's actually pretty cool. Bernie's 78. Holy shit, he'd be 80 when he gets elected president. Yeah. Oh. Um, I don't know if I, I give Trump, like, so much credit for knowing that stuff because he has – company and whole staffs of people around him to sort of keep him up on yeah. that stuff. What I would be impressed by is that somebody threw it out there and he was just like, I mean, he was right on it. Like, yeah, that's bang. what I mean. He's like, it's like, he's not a dummy. He's a smart guy. And just the way he responds oh, to things. He's a dummy. Yeah. He's a big dumb. It's dummy. not like he was prepared for that question to be thrown at him. He's or a, maybe he was. He's a big, insecure, small dick energy dummy. Baby who wears diapers. Yeah. <laughs> The baby Trump thing is just a pathetic attempt at having a meme that just didn't work. Did you see the guy who walked up and slashed it with yeah, a knife? He's, he's getting charged with a felony. Yeah. Because it's so I guess it's expensive the the, the these Trump uh Trump baby blimps. I think expensive. it was I think it was the knife charge they got him on. He should oh. have done it with a pen. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's it's so funny, it's so pathetic that they thought they really stuck it to Trump with these with these baby Trump blimps, and it's like, it's a failed meme. Nobody fucking cares. Nobody looks at Trump and goes, "Oh, big baby Trump, I'm picturing him in a diaper now." It's almost like the left can't meme. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, you made me laugh, so we're coming up on time here. All right. If you want to get a hold of us, it, you can email us. It's rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. And check out our Facebook page, like, share, all that stuff. We have posts on there almost every day. Bread and Circuses Podcast. See you, bye.